Hey everyone and welcome to the Supply Chain Podcast. We're kicking off 2021 with back-to-back episodes every week, so be sure to follow to stay tuned to hear from the leaders in the supply chain. Today we're joined by Kate Curtin, the Marketing Director at Deep Cognition. For those who don't know, Deep Cognition is a startup, a platform and solution provider allowing for researchers and developers to look for deep learning, a subset of artificial intelligence. So today we'll be discussing the benefits of AI in the supply chain and the future as we see it. So thank you for joining us today, Kate. I'm really excited to talk. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Um, So I'm just wondering if, firstly, I'm kind of curious in as to how you got into the world of AI. Um, Was this something you were introduced to um, early on? Um, And was it anything you studied or was it kind of a spontaneous career decision for you? No, that's a great question. So... I would say it's, it was kind of spontaneous. Um, I started to, you know, look into, you know, what was going to be my next career path and kind of stumbled across this job opportunity and started to research, you know, AI and, and deep learning and machine learning. And I, you know, came and I met with the CEO and I just got so excited and inspired by all the possibilities and the, you know, how so many people still don't really understand AI, but it's something that's growing so quick and so fast. So it's a really great, you know, sector to be in and to learn about, you know, every day, because every day, not only are we learning something new, but I think majority of the people in the industry are, you know, learning something new. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of like these emerging technologies are really exciting to jump on when they're kind of in their earlier forms, because we can kind of think, what is it going to be in the future? It's probably going to be massive, right? I'm now kind of interested to learn a bit more about deep cognition. Um, could you expand on kind of what you do and how this relates in particular to the supply chain? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So uh, Deep Cognition was started in 2017 by our founder, Mandeep Kumar. We are located in Dallas, Texas. So just to kind of give you a backstory. So we are a AI platform and solution provider. So basically what Deep Cognition has done is built this really, you know, really interesting platform that's drag and drop based. So it can be for researchers, developers, you know, anyone who really doesn't have a lot of, you know, experience in the in the AI building module, they can go on here and they can build something. So how this has, you know, grown into the logistics industry is we have kind of done a proof of concept, right? Like we have taken this really awesome platform and built what's called paper entry. And paper entry is a document automation system. The difference between, you know, this system versus, you know, ones that have been around for say, you know, the last 10, 15 years, you know, where you take a picture and then it's uploaded. Those are not AI based, those are template based. And I'm sure you know, just as well as I do that in the logistics industry, you know, especially when you're working with commercial invoices, there is no, you know, format throughout the entirety. You know, every company does it different. I mean, different departments do it different in each company. So you have to be able to be able to understand all of the, you know, the different ways that a document can be structured. And the really cool thing about having it be, you know, AI powered is the document is read like a human would read it. So the best example that I can give you is that, you know, in the right hand corner of a document, it'll have the date typically. You know, and I know that that's probably the date that it was created, but it doesn't say, you know, created on or, you know, that type of thing. So the AI is taught and learns over time that that's how a human structured document. 
So kind of to wrap it up, basically deep cognition works with supply chain and works with logistics companies to automate their entirety of the data entry process directly into, you know, their TMS or ERP system. Awesome. And so this um, system, paper entry, how does this kind of work in relation to human input? Is this something that they see as an assistant? Is it kind of um, just there to speed up any process? How does this kind of fit into um, human, human tasks? Yeah, so it's there to really automate the entirety pretty much of the data entry process. So, you know, now a person would have to go in, for example, on a commercial invoice. If it's a consolidated invoice, I mean, it could be 50 pages long. So they're having to go in to put all the line items in. And rather than, you know, them having to go in and do it themselves, this technology does it for them. So there is still a little bit of human interaction. You know, we we typically do it in a service model where we do the validation in-house and that's why we're able to guarantee such a high, you know, accuracy is because not only is the AI becoming more intelligent over time as it sees more, you know, documents and different structure types, it also is being retrained by humans and validated by humans. So it's really allowing companies to, you know, really utilize their current resources and be more productive and not have such a backlog on all these documents. And this kind of brings me on to thinking about like the ethics and kind of the public opinion of, of artificial intelligence, because I'm sure in recent years, it's kind of had a bit of a bad rep. And I'm just kind of wondering how does deep cognition go about helping people understand that AI is a positive thing and it helps us and how can we see it in a better light? Yeah, I think you and I kind of had this conversation, you know, when we first talked is that people have this you know, crazy view about AI from the movies and the magazines and the comics and those types of things where it's evil and it's going to take over. And, you know, but AI is doing some really cool things for, you know, humanity. I mean, there's the chat boxes that are there for, you know, mental health and they're, you know, helping companies become more efficient. They're helping companies, you know, optimize their routes. So, and it's only as smart as we give it the data for. So that's kind of the reason why this machine learning and deep learning has become so popular recently is because, you know, up until now, we didn't have the data to, to teach it because the way AI works is you have to give it, you know, a certain amount of instruction and data to build the potential of what it could be, if that makes sense. It's slowly starting to gain more and more traction. And I think as people begin to trust it, it'll, it'll have a, you know, a higher take rate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and kind of touching on, you said there about data. I mean, how important is data? A lot of companies now are saying data is king. It's the most important thing to any business. Um, so what are your and your company's views on that? Yeah. So data is definitely important to you know, help it understand, for example, you know, if I was just as a very elementary example, but if I was trying to determine if a picture was a cat or a dog, if I feed it pictures over and over and over again, and say, this is a cat, this is a dog, this is a cat, this is a dog. Eventually I'll feed it a, you know, a picture that it's never seen before and it can easily comprehend and understand what it is. So it's really important to, you know, give it as much data as possible so that it can be as accurate as possible. So how that would relate back to, you know, potentially on the you know logistics side is maybe, you know, route optimization. So 
if I gave it, you know, only a month's worth of, you know, data, well, then it's not factoring in, you know, holidays, weather, you know, different types of the year when things are more popular, when, you know, trucks are moving more often. You have to give it more data for it to build a more accurate potential of what it could be. So the more data you give it, the more accurate it becomes. And then something that's kind of coming up now is data bias. So you kind of have to be careful on the data you're feeding it, you know, making sure that it's it's completely clean, that it, it doesn't have a human, you know, bias in it when you're giving the data to to build this potential future of what it could be. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, actually. Um, kind of route optimization is something that I feel like I've thought about before and kind of like, oh, how did this package get to my door? What was the most efficient way that this um, arrived here? Because there's no way they're going to just send somebody off with all these packages um, and be like, yep, have fun, enjoy. So I'm wondering, could you kind of delve into that a little bit more and how that works? Um, just as an everyday consumer, I feel like that's something that we we need to understand. Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing for, you know, really all of them, whether you're talking about back office, whether you're talking about, you know, route optimization, whether you're talking about, you know, warehouse, basically checking in, you know, the inventory, things like that, you're still teaching it on data. So the more data you give it, the more accurate it's going to be. And you're building algorithms with this, you know, deep learning you know, whether you're using deep cognition and using our deep learning studio to build it, you still have to build these algorithms to be able to understand this data and to give you a future outcome. Right. And so looking at AI as a whole, what are the key benefits that we can get from this? Um, is it kind of like lower costs? Is it speed up processes? What are the key main kind of selling points for AI? Yeah, that's great. So um, the big one is going to be, you know, efficiency. It's going to make you more efficient. It most likely is going to be more accurate because it doesn't have the human error in it. The thing with cost is that sometimes, you know, people think that, oh my gosh, it's AI. It's going to cost so much money to, you know, put this into my business operations. And that is true for some, for some sectors. You know, if you were going to add in some different parts to your business operations, some of it will be, you know, very expensive. That is true, especially if it's customized to your particular business. But when you go into, you know, back office automation and, and you're looking at, you know, some of the easier things, I wouldn't say easier to do, but it's easier to integrate into the day-to-day -day operations. Those are going to really make businesses see an almost immediate ROI. You know, basically, if you installed paper entry, I mean, you're going to see the benefit within, you know, up and running in two weeks. Because no longer are you having, you know, five people that are having to sit all day and dedicate their time to entering this data. It's now going to be automatically entered and they can really use their time to focus on, you know, the really important pieces of the business, like interacting with clients and making sure that, you know, their customers stay happy throughout the entirety of the business cycle. Awesome. And I'm kind of interested to learn how um, paper entry came about? Was this something where you found that suppliers were coming to you and they had problems with their data? Um, or was it kind of an efficiency problem? How was this idea kind of brought about? Yeah, so that's great too. So kind of our CEO was, you know, starting with this deep learning studio and it was getting great traction, but we really wanted to also go into the solution side as well. And we had a particular client come to us and say, hey, you know, I really want you to help us 
basically go through this huge amount of stacks of paper. And I mean, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands. And we realized that this is something that is so applicable to so many sectors and so many industries. And the biggest thing is that, you know, people are spending so much time and resources on this. And when you look at, you know, the supply chain industry, a lot of people are riding on, you know, very slim margins. So anywhere where you can cut costs and be more efficient is going to be super beneficial. And this isn't something that, you know, is a, a startup cost. You know, it's not like you're going and buying tons of, you know, robot automation for your warehouse where you're spending, you know, millions of dollars. This is something where you just pay as you go, you know. So if your automation is going through, you know, 50,000 documents, then you only pay for those 50,000 documents at a very, you know, low rate. Awesome. And is there any other examples that you can give or that you know where AI is used. So um, I actually interviewed somebody quite a while ago where they had AI, but like in automated robotics. So that was like a really cool um, discussion. But yeah, do you have any other kind of examples of AI usage? Yeah, so I can give, um, this one's actually not logistics related, but I think it's super interesting just because I was talking to someone the other day. Um, it's been really useful in research. So one of the people we've worked with is an economist and he's using it to predict business decisions. So he's looking at why certain, you know, CEOs, CFOs are making the decisions that they make. So what is it based on? And that's the really cool thing about AI is it can help you understand and recognize patterns that we as humans would never recognize. Um, another really cool example is we've been working with an organization to detect um, like fraudulent activities. So, you know, depending on, you know, and it could be used in a supply chain retrospect as well. You know, if they're going through and trying to figure out, you know, have they got paid? Have they paid twice? Double checking. The same exact thing could be applied to that type of technology. Oh, so that's really interesting. Because so does that mean that kind of um, you mentioned this economist you worked with, does this mean that kind of anyone can come to you and kind of use your solution and kind of adopt it in kind of any way they like? Is it kind of very universal in that sense? So deep cognition in itself is universal. And deep cognition, I will say, you know, you and I have kind of talked about the paper entry side, which is, uh, it's pretty, you know, you can copy it. So like, if I would go to, you know, one logistic provider, we would talk, he would send us a few examples and we're integrated within, a, you know, a few weeks. The really cool thing about that is, you know, say we're working with, you know, Akame Logistics, I'm making that up, but, you know, say we're working with them and they integrate this solution. They're like, wow, this is really awesome. I really didn't trust AI. Now I do. You know, what else can you do? And when it comes into that, the, you know, it's limitless, you know, whatever. I mean, we've worked with some manufacturers to, you know, things that are going down the line and saying, you know, okay, this one's good. This one's not. And you have to make that within a millisecond. And the reason, you know, our technology stands out on is because we have the ability to do on cloud or on prem, which is on the edge. So if it is someone who has data that needs to be secure or if it has to be, you know, done in milliseconds of milliseconds of milliseconds really quick, you have to have that turnaround. Then on edge and on prem is really what you're going to have to do. Right. That's really that's really interesting, actually. Um and kind of look at it, look at it from a um, 
bigger picture, I want to kind of discuss COVID slightly because as my own example, I was, I was kind of thinking about how um, e-commerce is having to work extra, like harder than it probably ever has before, right? Because um, brick and mortar shops have just been shut. I mean, England is on, lock, on its third lockdown now. So um, e-commerce is just essential and, you know, getting deliveries out and tracking them and ensuring stock levels are monitored and maintained. Um, I'm just wondering if you have any examples of or any reasonings as to how COVID has kind of been a catalyst in the technology of AI? Yeah, I think there's, you know, kind of two things. One of them is that because everyone is home, they're buying more online. So the shipping industry and the transportation industry, you know, is is booming. I mean, there's constantly, I mean, Amazon trucks going up and down, up and down, up and down, you know. So on that retrospect, you know, people are, you know, also still working from home. So this adapting this paper entry technology, you know, you don't have to be in the office. It's something where you simply just send the email directly to us and then it's uploaded into your, you know, your TMS or your ERP system. So, you know, whether you're using CargoWise, Zacartes, you know, whatever you're using, it's automatically integrated. So on the COVID side of things, you know, we're seeing people, you know, also a little bit more cautious of where they spend their money especially on the business aspect, you know, they're trying to, you know, cut costs where they can and cut costs where they're going to see that immediate, you know, return on investment. And that's something where, you know, adapting in this paper entry software solution really allows you to see it automatically. Your employees can still work from home. There's no need for this like big training, you know, department to come together and go through this large training. It's really simple, really easy and automatically you're going to see those results. Yeah, awesome. And kind of from a personal and kind of company side, how has Deep Cognition managed COVID-19? Have you guys been working from home from the get-go and has it all gone smoothly? So we already have our teams kind of spread out. So, you know, we have people in Canada, we have people in California, we have people, you know, really located kind of around the country. We have a guy in like lower down near Houston So I would say, you know, we work from home. We're a little bit more flexible, which is nice. We are a startup too. So the flexibility, there's a little bit there, but we've definitely, you know, done team meetings virtually. We sometimes come into the office, but you know, we are a little bit more careful. I'm I'm in my office clothes now, but you know, wearing masks and those types of things. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I just think it's really interesting because obviously I speak to people all over the world and COVID is at like a different point in, in every country. So I think it's fascinating to learn how companies are kind of reacting. Um, like we have a quiz almost, well, we had one last week, we have another one this week, just to kind of keep the morale and kind of company culture together. So do you do anything like that as well? Yeah, I would say our, our company culture is pretty great here. Um, it's a great, you know, great community. We do try and, you know, hang out around, you know, Fridays is our day to kind of just hang out and chat and, you know, maybe go, you know, local somewhere and we just enjoy just talking and and it's a great time for us to come up with new ideas. So that three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, I I would say for me is when I really start to, you know, hear from our CEO and he's going, hey, we should try this or what if we try this? So that's one thing that I love. And also being in a startup culture, it, it doesn't matter if it's the CEO, if it's, you know, one of our interns, one of our sales guys, it doesn't matter if anyone has a great idea then we're all in such, you know, a dynamic where it's great. Let's try it. Let's do it. You know, and we have that flexibility and ability to try new things and be adaptable, 
which is great for this, you know, new technologies because it's changing and adapting and you have to do research, you know, every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so are you guys kind of like a small little team then, because I know a lot of people have said, if you get the chance to work at a startup, do it because it's like one of the best experiences. Is that is that true? <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, I came from a huge corporate background. That was where I previously was. And it was a great company. I enjoyed my time there. But it's such a different culture. It's such a different way of operating. It's, you know, it's, it's not just the flexibility. It's the ability to see immediate results from what you're doing. You know, so if I'm doing something today and we integrate it, you know, with Google Ads or website or, or whatever it is, you know, new technology, I immediately can see my hard work paying off. So 100% yeah. out there to anybody, if you ever get the opportunity to work for a startup, definitely do it. I love that actually. Um, there's some really awesome startups in, especially in like I'm in Norwich right now, which is um, quite a small city, but there's just some really cool things that go on and also learning more about the supply chain. You kind of get to learn um, every little tiny aspect of what goes on. And it's so interesting to want to just be a part of that. Would you have ever expected you'd be working within the supply chain? Because it's such a huge industry. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, my the last company I was with was sort of in it. I wouldn't say, you know, directly, but it's such a cool industry because though it is big, it's very, you know, very niche almost. You know, everyone kind of knows each other. You talk to one person they're like, oh, you should talk to my friend over at this company. So, you know, it's very, very small in the in the aspect of everyone kind of knows everyone, which I think is, you know, super cool and super beneficial. And we are so looking forward to, you know, trade shows starting back and being able to just really, you know, talk to other startups in the in the industry because we really haven't had that opportunity and, you know, talk to some of these big logistics companies and just say, hey, you know, what else are you looking for? What else can we do? What else can we develop that's going to be, you know, beneficial for you, you know, down the line? Because that's how all we're trying to think is like five years from now, you know, what is this technology going to be 10 years from now? You know, what is this company going to be? So always trying to think bigger and you know try new ideas and you know look for things that are going to be differentiators for us yeah and actually I was going to kind of ask um your views on the future and I suppose we can touch on COVID slightly because it's it does inevitably it does impact the future um so how do you see AI um impacting the next five or ten years uh, with a particular focus within the supply chain I think it's something that you're going to see more and more every day. I think the companies who adopt it sooner are going to see, you know, more benefits, kind of like the slingshot effect. Basically, they're going to adopt it and they're going to shoot, you know, in front of the companies who are moving a little bit slower because, you know, not only is this saving them money, it's also making them more efficient. So they're taking those resources, they're being able to dedicate it to, you know, whether it's hiring people to do, you know, account management or whatever it, whatever it is, they're having resources that they now can develop to those really, you know, important pieces that are, you know, that human interaction. And I mean, everyone's calling this industry 4.0, you know, it's the next industrial revolution. So, you know, same thing years ago, if you were the company that didn't adopt, you know, the next type of what's going to be new, then you kind of get left behind. You know, you move slower. It's still going to cost you more money to, you know, operate the way you've operated in the past. So I think that's the biggest thing is for these companies who, you know, don't adopt it, they're going to see kind of a, a backlash in a couple of years. 
And have you seen a rise in recent years um, for people, for companies' interest, like general interest, I'm sure maybe even public interest? So has there been a particular or maybe extreme rise in interest? I think there's a rise. I still think there's a little bit of, you know, questioning, you know, well, what can this really do for me or, or is it accurate? I think that's kind of the biggest thing is that people are a little skeptical of is, does this really work, you know? So I would say no matter if it's us, no matter if it's, you know, any company you're talking to in the, you know, AI space, you know, get a proof of concept, see how it works because this technology is new, but it's so cool and has so many, you know, capabilities that it can really do for companies and, you know, just educate yourself because, you know, maybe paper entry isn't something that's applicable to your company, but maybe there's something else that is. So, you know, just ask people, you know, there's great resources out there of people just talking about, you know, where they think this is going to go and how it's going to affect them and their business. And I think that's the great thing about the supply chain and the logistics industry community is that, you know, you, you see CEOs talking back and forth on each other's LinkedIn and posts and you see people communicating and, and everyone I think is kind of friends, you know, because they give input and insight on how things can benefit them and their company. Yeah, and kind of having a little bit of a focus on technology, obviously we've spoken a lot about AI, um, but I guess it's not just AI, it's 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 probably cloud, it's a lot of things, um, security, you know, cybersecurity that goes all into it. So um, can you talk a little bit more about maybe these emerging technologies and how you work alongside them as well? Yeah, so, you know, obviously there's the RPA side, the robotic side, those a lot of times do kind of, go with the AI side. So maybe the AI is doing the, you know, kind of like the computing and then a robot takes over to actually do the action. So that's kind of the side where you see that type of technology. Um, security is something that is, you know, a conversation that I think we have with all of our clients. I think, you know, everything that's kind of gone on in the finance industry and the banking industry has people a little bit more concerned about, you know, privacy and security. And for companies, you know, who are very concerned about that, there's, you know, there's options, right? There's, you can do it, like I kind of mentioned earlier, on-prem, which basically just means everything is on-site and, you know, it's on edge, but basically it's not going to be connected to, you know, the cloud, you know, so, but it, it it's very, it's very interesting, I will say that. Yeah, and um, as a final question, is there anything else you kind of wanted to touch on or kind of just wanted to talk about? Um regarding deep cognition at all? Yeah, I think, you know, the last thing I kind of want to say is about just deep cognition and artificial intelligence itself. You know, we understand that people, their background is not in technology. We understand that. And, you know, that's not our background in supply chain. So I think together we can come together to help each other, right? I'm not expecting you know, to go in and speak to the, you know, the CEO of a logistics company and him be like, oh, yeah, I know everything about AI because I don't either, you know, so I don't I don't expect that conversation. But, you know, we can talk to them and talk to anyone who has a question about, you know, here's how it could benefit you or here's how it works. You don't have to know how the actual algorithms are working, you know, and behind you. That's it's not necessary. Right. It's just like with your iPhone, you don't need to know how it works. You just know it benefits you. Yeah, and I think it's a good point because it's kind of like the more we talk about AI and we talk about how beneficial it is, um, the easier it is to understand and hopefully um, for companies to adopt, right? I mean, this is what this podcast is all about. It's talking about things. It's um, discussing the latest and greatest. 
And um, I just think it's really, it's really exciting to talk about these emerging technologies because um, like I said, inevitably they are our future, right? I mean, that's what the supply chain and every industry is probably going to rely on. Um, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, especially how fast everyone wants results now, you know, I remember being a kid and getting a package in three weeks was normal. You know, that was fine. And now it's, you know, if my package doesn't show up by 12 o'clock the next day, I'm like, where is that thing? You know, so I think the industry and people's persona on how fast things should happen and take place. I mean, everything wants everyone wants everything immediately. So adapting, you know, new technologies is going to be imperative to surviving as a company. But I mean, also look at it as a fun way. I mean, it's it's so cool and so interesting to learn about this type of technology. And again, like I said, you don't have to understand how all the back end of it works. I mean, I, I don't understand all the back end of the algorithms and how you build these models to take place. But just understanding exactly that it has the ability to really transform your business and your business operations and structure. Yeah, awesome. And I think that's kind of quite a good point to end on really as well. Um, Because I've definitely learned a lot and I kind of am so interested in technology as it is anyway. Um, I think it's a really awesome topic to discuss. So I'd like to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. It's been very fascinating and I hope we can kind of keep this conversation going. Yeah, absolutely. If you have any questions or need anything else, I'm happy to be a resource. Awesome. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, Don't forget to check out Deep Cognition and also follow us on LinkedIn at Supply Chain Digital. Um, So yeah, thank you, Kate. Thanks. Have a great day.